Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hey, welcome back to week two of Take the Deviled Eggs, dot, dot, dot. Yes, this is going to be the episode where we do all of our segments, starting with our episode summary, 30 seconds. And today, it is our resident fast talker, Emily. I love having a title. (laughs) (laughs) We do know that it's been a week since the previous episode, so just in case you don't remember what happened, Emily is now going to summarize for you. Do you want me to do the timer, or do you have it? I have it if you You guys are good. Okay, you ready? Count me down. Three, two, one, go. Lorelai has like 800 magazines come to the house and is going to clean up. Taylor wants to stab birds, Miss Patty has a date, and the town loner wants to protest something. Oh, and by the way, Jess has a car. Rory gets an invite to Sherry's baby shower and tells Lorelai she's been emailing Chris. Lucas convinced Jess robbed a bank to buy a car from Dipsy. We finally see the Reverend and Rabbi's lovely relationship. Sherry's baby shower happens and Sherry irks Lorelai with her Christopher talk. Holy crap, Jess works at Walmart. And Rory and Lorelai Lorelai devil egg Jess's car. Also, no one knows what the protest is about. Okay, well, you had Oh my gosh, she wants five seconds. (laughs) Nothing happened in this episode. (laughs) But also, you sound like you're on a tape recorder and we're pressing fast forward. Like, it's crazy. I just love talking fast. (laughs) I'm curious. So, as we have announced, Emily is expecting. I'm curious if your lung capacity is going to get squooshed as baby grows and if you'll be able to talk less fast. Um, The talking will not slow down. I will have to take more breaths. <laughs> Sounds good. So jumping straight in, we're going to talk about this past episode. Up first, we have Townsperson of the Week. Guys, this episode was a little hard for me to pick someone. I'm not going to lie to you. I agree. Do you guys have anyone? I have a, I feel like I have a clear one in my mind. Okay. Well, you might be the only one because me and Emily seem to be struggling. I mean, I have one. <laughs> I struggled to get there and I'm not 100% sure on it, but I do have one. All right. Who's okay, yours? Okay. Do you guys want to say your, your iffy ones before I say my certain one? Okay. Sure. Go ahead, Emily. I'm going to go with Lorelai. Okay. Weirdly enough, my iffy one is Sherry. Oh, I mean, we gave Sherry her last episode, right? But mine is also Lorelai. Okay. I feel like, here, let me give you my reasoning. (laughs) Um, I feel like Lorelai is the town's person of the week because we have that awesome parenting moment early on when um, Rory admits to talking to Christopher. And she's like, super mom is the best way she could have responded. Also, 
aside from, like, kind of trashing Sherry's bathroom, she really puts up with a lot at that baby shower. And she plays the game. I'm going like, to say with... She's a champ. She only trashes the bathroom. Like, yeah, for yeah. what's said to her, for what her history it with Chris is, and for what happened last time they saw each other, I'd say she held it together very well. Can I give my reasoning for Sherry? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lorelai is the protagonist of this series, so we see her in a good light. But in this moment, she is technically the other woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sherry was being cheated on. Right? And yeah. she still extended the invite to Lorelai to come over. Um, I mean, she was a little determined, and she wasn't going to not let her come in. But she invited her to make Rory feel better. Now, we did kind of say that she was naive in her, uh, the things that she said to Lorelai, that she didn't mean anything malicious behind it. That could be up to interpretation. So because of that interpretation, I'm going to go with Lorelai. I think you guys made a, mm-hmm. a great point. But I just wanted to throw out why I thought Sherry. Yeah. I mean, I totally get where you're coming from. But as far as we know, like, Sherry doesn't know anything about the what happened between Christopher and Lorelai. So she doesn't know that she's been cheated on. She doesn't know that she's essentially inviting the other woman into her house. She was still incredibly true. polite to Lorelai. And I feel like she does do her best to look out for Rory because she knows how much Christopher cares for her and loves her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could totally see giving it to Sherry. I just, I don't feel like no. she had the same struggles that Lorelai had in this episode. I agree with you with you guys with Lorelai. I think she did such a great job with that moment with um, Christopher calling during contact. And going with Rory to that baby shower must have hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And she did it. So, Lorelai, congratulations. This is the first time the Gilmore Girl has gotten it in season three. Yeah. It's been, I mean, it's been a good season for side characters. It really has. So far. I love that we said that literally right good. before we started recording that we haven't had a Lorelai or Rory <laughs> <No>. episode yet. <laughs> Ta-da! But new episode structure, same episode structure in some ways. After Townsperson of the Week, we have references with Sandra. Okay, so for references this week, I thought we would focus on, let's say, a dated reference and a guest star. So up first, Emily, as in our Emily. Say hi. Hi. Yeah, her. <laughs> Me. She was curious what Maureen was talking about when she uh, was pinning that don't say baby pen onto Lorelai. She says that she works for a publicity firm. And Maureen says she meant to run all those people down but you didn't hear it from me. So I looked it up and Maureen is referring to another famous publicist named publicist, another famous publicist named Elizabeth Lizzie Grubman. So Grubman founded her own um, publicity firm back in 1996 and she represented Jay-Z, Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. However, in 2001, um, she had an incident where security guards asked her to move her Mercedes Benz away from the fire lane, up in the Hamptons, and um, she was pissed off. 
So uh, she retaliated by driving said SUV into a crowd of people, injuring 16 of them. She was later charged with 26 counts of felony crimes, including second-degree assault, driving while intoxicated, and reckless endangerment. You would think, wow, that seems like a lot of counts of something. Uh, How long was she in jail for? Well, I'm going to go with a night. She was in the drunk tank, and that was it. But this became really big news when it happened, um, because people were obsessed with the drama of the crash. Like, she's this rich girl from the Hamptons, and the people that she ran into were, quote-unquote, poorer people. And when she hit them, she said, F you, but not abbreviated, white trash, right? Oh my god. When she hit these people, right? It sounds pretty bad. Um, However, when she was arrested... She got a lot of special treatment. She didn't get a breathalyzer. They never tested. She was handled very gently. And then at trial, she claimed it was an accident. And apparently the judge agreed because she only received probation and 38 days in jail. Even though she faced up to eight years in prison. It's a really dark thing to joke about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, this is very much a tale of the rich getting a slap on the wrist. And Maureen, I think here, is trying to hint that Grubman purposely did run her car through the crowd as if she knows her. Well, she's like, kind is of that the implication. My thought was she's implying that she works for her PR firm. Yeah. Because um, I think Sherry said, like, other. oh, yeah, Maureen's a, a publicist or, or not a publicist, um, public relations expert. She works for a mm-hmm. PR firm in New York. And then she, Maureen throws that out there. I'm like, so did you like work on this case or? Well, it- you would think that after this event of literally hitting 16 people with your car, that your career would be over. No, it no, wasn't. No. Her career didn't end there. In 1998, now this was three years before, so keep that in mind. Uh, there was a New York Magazine cover story written about her titled Power Girls. Um, which talked about all these big celebrity publicists that specifically called Lizzie uh, Grubman the most powerful of these quote-unquote girls. They were always named girls, never women, girls. And in 2005, so about three or four years after this incident, MTV actually made a show named Power Girls where contestants competed to be represented by Lizzie. And Lizzie was in the show as a mentor. Um, and she was very specifically, wow. they were very specifically trying to do the celebrity apprentice kind of style where um, she was Donald Trump in that situation. So she would be the one that says, like, you're fired. It had one season, six episodes before it was canceled. This would have been prime time Sandra watching MTV. And I've never heard of the show before. Like, good. I That's don't, how bad it was. This, yeah, this slipped my radar. And um Yeah, so not the nicest of people, (laughs) Um, but I guess Maureen works with her or something. That's the implication. Whatever. Up next, we have a guest star. So the town loner. Unfortunately, we never find out what the loner was protesting. Who knows? But we do see the loner, and I've never once thought, oh my god, who is that guy? Or is he a random background actor? (laughs) And then I found out. That is Dan Palladino, <laughs> as in Amy Sherman Palladino's husband as in, and the executive producer of yeah. Gilmore Girls. 
So the last time we talked references, I mentioned the Family Guy connection of Alex Bornstein playing Lois and being on the show, Seth MacFarlane, obviously guest starring. Well, Dan Palladino is also an executive producer on Family Guy. So these two shows that couldn't be any different have so many of the same players. So besides Gilmore Girls, Dan has written for a ton of 90s shows, including Who's the Boss, Cheers, Roseanne, um, before moving on to Gilmore Girls and Family Guy. But since then, he's also consulted and produced Bunheads, which was another Amy show. Makes sense. A Year in the Life, which is Makes the sense. sequel, and is now on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, so obviously him and his wife make a pretty good team. They have received four primetime Emmys for his work on Maisel. Uh, has been nominated for an- another Emmy for Family Guy. And in 2017, him and Amy won a Peabody Award for entertainment for Mrs. Maisel. So, yeah, I thought it was just cool that the loner is Dan Palladino. I never knew. What's a Peabody Award? The George Foster Peabody Awards are honoring the most powerful, enlightening, and invigorating stories in television, radio, and online media. So, it's the radio industry's equivalent of Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Oh, my God. Pulitzer. Pulitzer. (laughs) Pulitzer. Okay, I've I've never heard of it. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a very prestigious award. And actually, a lot of books, if you've ever noticed, have that stamp, that gold stamp of like, I don't know who said, George Foster, I'm assuming. Um, And those books, yeah, that indicates that it's won a Peabody Award. Oh, okay. But yeah, those, those were my two references, Dan Palladino and Lizzie Grubman. Very different ends of the spectrum there. (laughs) Different kind of people. (laughs) But um, Mm -hmm. after references, we have a book with Emily. Books, movies, and music with Emily. With Emily. So this week's book, we don't really have any books seen in the show that I saw been very bad at missing them lately um but we do have a book mentioned and that when sherry asks lorelei what book she read when getting prepared to have lorelei she goes dini so she is talking about dini by judy bloom so this book was released in 1973 so at least it was you know before rory was born so tracks (laughs) um (laughs) Deanie chronicles the life of 13-year-old Wilma Dean Fenner, whose mother Thelma is determined to have her become a model. At the same time, Deanie's 16-year-old sister Helen, who is academically proficient, is being pushed by Thelma to keep her grades up so that she can eventually become a doctor or a lord or a lawyer. One day, Deanie is diagnosed with scoliosis and prescribed a body brace to wear for the next four years, and Helen has fallen in love with a boy. And escapades ensue. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail. I don't want to give it, give it away, uh, personally, because I loved Judy Bloom as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I Me read... Too. So, she also has a what I refer to as a fudge series that I read a bunch of. So Judy Bloom was born in 1938. She actually has quite a few 
famous works of fiction. She's a fairly famous novelist, but she has a ton of children's books, young adult books, adult books. Um, and then she does have a couple of nonfiction ones kind of about her life as well. If I remember correctly, she has one on periods, correct? Because I, re- I think I read, like, one of the books that I read on periods was by Judy Bloom. So, yes, she does. It's called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It's a young adult, young adult novel. came out in 1970. It follows a sixth grade girl who grows up without a religious affiliation due to her parents' interfaith marriage. But yeah, it talks about buying her first bra, going through puberty, having her first period, and experience, experiencing both romantic and sexual attraction. Ooh. But yeah, uh, I loved Judy Bloom as a kid. I can't say I've read any of her stuff since I've grown up, so I don't know how it tracks or if it holds up. All I know is that the covers now, they've updated them so that Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is now a text message. It's the blue, like, an iPhone uh, message, and then, like, three dots indicating God is going to respond. Yeah, that's how they remade it. There's no texting in that book. It was made in the 70s. Yeah. Cell phones weren't a thing in that book. No. That's actually really funny. I will say Judy Bloom is a great author to give to your kids um, of the kids set. I loved it. They were entertaining stories, um, and I read her a lot in elementary school and in middle school. Um, so highly recommend it, especially the Fudge series. It's just fun. It's about a crazy little boy. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Um, after that, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. While this episode is aesthetically very pleasing... I love the fall. I love the cozy vibes. The clothing is just not it. This is a pretty blah fashion episode, unfortunately. There's a few standout outfits, but for the most part, I wasn't wowed. Sometimes these girls do fall fashion so well, and this just wasn't it. We start off the episode at home, comfy in our PJs during the whole catalog debacle. Lorelai is wearing a Ski the Poconos graphic shirt and sweats, and Rory's also wearing sweats with a pink long sleeve shirt. I like that their clothes reflect the change in temperature. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And the Poconos are really nice. They're I'm in sure Pennsylvania. They are. Um, it's where you go for camping. Oh, okay. my dad looked at having us do a family vacation there. Mm-hmm. We ended up in Tennessee cool. instead, but. <laughs> One of the outfits that I really felt missed the mark is Lorelai's town meeting outfit, which is where she is wearing a white top with flowers on it, and it's got this green kind of embroidery floss uh, collar detailing, and she's got jeans on, and she's wearing like a sweatshirt and a leather jacket, and it just feels like a lot of different pieces that don't really mesh together, even as a casual outfit to me. Rory is in nondescript black and gray sweater and jeans so another kind of meh outfit patty looks great though i gotta say every time we see miss patty in the in the episode every time we see miss patty in general i'm like she's killing the fashion game 
She's got big, bold colors, big, bold prints. She's got, like, floral vibes going on for the town meeting. When we see her at the end, she's swathed in black and leopard, which is one of my favorite all-time looks on Patty. But I won't make her best dressed of the episode because I know <laughs> some people get a little heated about that. Um, I love the beads. Jumping to when we have... What was it? I love the beads that she has, the necklace. Yeah. No, Patty looks awesome. Patty is always dressed to the nines, and I love it. When we jump into the town square, Lane is wearing kind of an autumn outfit. She's got some orange pants on with an orange floral shirt. Again, Roy's outfit is really nothing to write home about. Striped shirt, gray pants, jean jacket. Just feeling really blah. Um, it's fun that Lane's got some color. Sometimes we see her in really basic, boring stuff. What I really want to talk about is what Lorelai wears to the party. Because as I've gone into before, um, every now and then when I can do a little bit of digging and research on a piece, I'd like to. Earlier seasons, it's hard because a lot of their wardrobe was being provided to them and it wasn't like regular labels. This item, the Western shirt that Lorelai is wearing to the party, which is a black shirt with white embellishments and these really cool kind of like red flowers that are embroidered onto it. I could not get a brand for it. However, if you, like me, like the style of this shirt, there are two available on Poshmark right now. <laughs> and if you look up Western embroidered shirt Lorelai Gilmore, you can find it. They're both in smaller sizes, but if you want this shirt, it is available out there. She pairs it with jeans. It's a really casual look. She was planning on going shopping, so it's not, you know, like anything to write home about. But I really like the Western style shirts. I think they're really fun to pair as like a topper, like Lorelai has over kind of like a, a tank and some jeans. Rory is obviously dressed a little bit more for a party. She's got a little red cap sleeve lacy top with a striped skirt. I still think both of them fit the vibe of the party. Honestly, Sherry's friends are not exactly, you know, mm -hmm. they're not like dressed up super formal or super casual. Everybody fits. Um, and the final outfits I want to discuss are at the very end of the episode, we have the town loaners protest and everybody has gathered. Lorelai is in a denim shirt with a leather jacket over it and a white tee and some gray pants. I think this is my best dressed of the episode, which is really unfortunate because it tells you how blah this episode was. I just like every piece of this outfit. I think it's cohesive. I think it looks a lot better than her first casual look with the leather jacket over it. And then again, it, Rory is wearing... Is, is Rory wearing a vest? A jean vest? No. She is wearing one of those jean jackets that has sleeves that are a different medium. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so they're like sweat sleeves or sweater sleeves or something. I was like, when did Rory join a I, motorcycle gang? I'm not going to lie. I love those jackets. Because they're so I, comfy. I think that's the thing. You either love these jackets or you hate these jackets. I am like a diehard jean jacket. I would sleep in a jean jacket kind of person. Mm -hmm. Give me jean sleeves or give me death. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Lorelai and her final, for, uh, her final informal look is my best dressed of the episode. Hopefully next episode we'll have some more... Fun fashion, hint, hint. Uh, um. Um, <laughs> but 
But yeah, were there any things that I missed that you guys really loved or hated? So you kind of like put down Rory's gray sweater, but I actually really like the gray and black striped sweater. It's just, it's very basic. It's a super I don't know. It's like a, a scoop neck, wasn't it? It's a boat neck. Yeah. yeah. I think it's something that I would love to wear in the fall. Like, mm-hmm. I'm such a sweater person that all the sweaters are yeah. like, mean so much to me. I mean, teenage, yeah. teenage Jess would have worn the mm-hmm. heck out of a sweater like that. Totally. But, but nothing else really caught my eye. I will oh, say, yeah. as somebody who's currently in the market for maternity clothes <laughs> sherry's dress i thought yeah. sherry looked great and i loved the kind of the flowy feel of the dress that she was wearing i felt like it was a very good fabric on her it was a very good pattern on that fabric mm-hmm. if i could find that dress i would probably buy it in a different color because i don't know if that pattern would look great on my skin yeah so sherry's dress it's a uh black and white kind of chiffon very light layers mm-hmm. patterned uh wrap dress with kind of bell sleeves. They're slit, but they're a little bit bell sleeves. And the other thing that Sherry's wearing, and I did want to check in with you about this, Emily, is heels. Oh, F no. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not a heels person to begin with. So, I mean, take my opinion on that one with a grain of salt. Yeah, but I just feel like usually when you have your baby shower, you're pretty far along. Um, And I don't know how many women are like, yeah, in my own home, I want to wear some heels. While pregnant. Charlie was born in April. I'm sorry. Charlie was born in November. Uh, (laughs) I gave you my anniversary (laughs) instead. Um, (laughs) I think you're editing this. So Charlie was born in November. I think we had my baby shower in August. Yeah. So I want to say like the six month mark. Um, okay. I mean, I like I said, I'm not a heel person. I would not be wearing heels. Somebody who is used to wearing heels every single day of their lives when they go to work, I can totally get them yeah. being totally fine with that. It's very sherry. But no, I love that dress um, mostly because the main style right now in pregnancy and even when i had charlie is bodycon dresses to like really Mm -hmm. show off that bump and i Mm. just feel like they make me look fat i don't like them i want something more flowy yeah i mean everyone having a baby (laughs) and also everyone has their own personal style yeah i've never been a bodycon dress girl like why would i all, all of a sudden become one when i'm pregnant yeah well, that was fashion, mm-hmm. and after fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So I am up first, and I have the comments that our listeners left on our post, our Instagram post, about our episode we did with John, um, which was a super fun episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, why are you listening to this one? <laughs> but up first, we have Sarah, who said, this is a lovely episode and a joy to listen to. I love when guest stars know and love the show and can talk about it overall, not just the episode they're in. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think that's John's whole thing, right? Like that he's watched... The whole series episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a genuine fan of the show. Mm -hmm. Like he knows all about it, and that was really fun for us. It really was. Glad you guys enjoyed that. Up next, we have have fun with this. A money at you. Money at (laughs) you. We have a money at you. I think I'm so sorry. I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna eat you. I'm I'm gonna eat you. Yes. No so idea. Sorry again. <laughs> We're trying our best. Um, and they said, "You guys, I can't believe you don't like Lorelai's impression of Louis Armstrong. I think it's so funny since it's pretty bad. I would want to hang up the phone just like Luke. Love the podcast. I'm so happy that you got to talk and analyze with one of the cast members. Yay! Very cool. Yes. Polish Irish Mama said, "I can't believe no one mentioned Timothy Chalamet as Jess." Grr. Okay, I need to explain myself because Sandra has a story. <laughs> this uh, comment both validated all my feelings, but also hurt me deep in the core. I had to cut <laughs> that out for time, but I did mention Timothy Chalamet for Jess. It was mentioned, but unfortunately, it was there was cut a out. lot of discussion yeah. of <laughs> Jess as Timothy or Timothy Chalamet as Jess. So, like, left on the cutting room floor. We're so sorry, but we promise. Sandra put it out there and we all discussed it. We did. So just imagine it was discussed. I personally can see it. I think we as a group decided that maybe not, but I I feel like they have similar vibes. John and I both felt that he's a little too delicate. I agree. For I, Jess. Yeah. Jess needs to have a little bit more grit to him, but love Timmy. Nothing <laughs> against Timmy. <laughs> We also had a comment from Robert's Books who said, I had a revelation with your discussion about Lorelai's presentation fail. I blame Deb and the PTA. Thank Teenagers you. didn't get this interested in Lorelai's drama on their own. They have heard their moms gossiping about Lorelai. Before inviting Lorelai, they had to decide whether her life choices made her an acceptable role model. It's like reality TV for these bored kids. I think that's a great yes. point. Yes. I blame I Deb agree. for everything. This <laughs> yeah, entire <Deb> show. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, no, but that's a great point. Like, that's how would they know about Rory if it's not because their parents are also talking about it? Because you know Rory's you know not I mean? going like, around talking about it. Right. Mm-mm. So, great point. That's a great observation, here. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but up next, we're going to talk about the comments left on 8 o'clock on the Oasis. Of course, this episode also talks about our format change and how we're splitting up the episodes. And I just want to extend a thank you to everyone who supports us, who said some really nice comments, who gave us likes on Instagram, whatever you did. Thank you so much to these people specifically who left comments. We have Polish Irish Mama again. I'd rather have you all rest and take your time that you need. She said personally to me. I'm so sorry to your family's loss, which thank you. Um, grief is a tricky thing to navigate and never really goes away. I think all three of us can attest to that in yeah. our own ways. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't catch who was pregnant. Well, who who's pregnant, guys? I don't know. Who's the pregnant? It's what? not me. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> who? What? Who? Who? Um, it's Emily. Emily is the one who's pregnant. It's me. Um, yeah. Polish Irish Mama continues with, as a mother of four, I remember how tired I was while pregnant. I would rather have a podcast with you all in good spirits. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for that sentiment. Emily, I'm sure you're very tired. Right I'm now. always tired. Even <laughs> <laughs> before I was pregnant. <laughs> we also got a, a comment from Sarah who says, I haven't listened to the episode yet, but please always take care of yourself first. Even at some point, that means a hiatus from the show. No hiatus just yet, but it's just a little slower content. I'll take. That's not the right word. Output? Output. Output. That's the right word. <laughs> um, Spentabulous also said, just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so please keep looking after each other or yourselves. Um, one of the things I love about it is that you all sound like you're having so much fun. So sending love to, all, to you all and take all the time you need. P.S. I would totally do a bad date if it meant Bowie. I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> And then Robert Books commented again and said, you know what? I'm excited you're diving up the content. I like shorter podcasts. And I also want you to have fun with Gilmore Girls. Thanks for creating the pod. Thank you for listening and for commenting. Yeah. This is all so encouraging. We were, I wouldn't say frightened, but we were nervous. A little nervous about the um, reactions from you guys, but everyone has been so supportive. So thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, guys, we actually got a couple emails over the past week or two, which has been fun. We haven't gotten a whole lot of emails lately. Um, but from Chris, we got an email that says, Hey, I've been a Gilmore Girls fan for a while now, and I've been enjoying your perspectives on the show and really think you have a stellar podcast. I listen to podcasts for about 8 to 10 hours a day at work, and I always look forward to when your episodes show up. I look forward to the recaps and the segments being separate episodes, especially if you find if it's better with your schedules. Really looking forward to where the show and the podcast go from here. Thank you. Um, And then Chris also uh, bought us two cups of coffee on Buy Me a Coffee. So also thank you for your donation. That is a huge help. It nearly covers our Zoom membership (laughs) every month. So thank you so, so much for that. And then we got another email from Brittany said, as a regular listener, I'm glad you're all making adjustments to balance out your schedule and needs. Your audience appreciates your dedication to this podcast. That being said, just heard the latest episode and want to say congratulations to Emily. Exciting new addition to your family. <laughs> and Jess, I smiled so hard hearing you shout out the Warrior Cat series during references. Yes. I devoured that book series in my preteen years. They probably helped develop my understanding of the world. So many memories of those books. Sandra's just shaking Those her head. Those books were great. I've never so, read them. I haven't either. I do have to say, we can't read the whole uh, email just for like time, but like, Brittany, you brought back so many memories. She was bringing up all these specific events from the books, and I was like, yes, Tiger Star's death was traumatizing. <laughs> so I feel you, girl. Now you the book. <laughs> um, but she does finish off. And Asandra, I am so sorry for your family's loss. Death is an enemy to us all, and I'm sorry you're going through that. It sounds like you have a good support system, and remember that time heals everything. You know, good support systems are obviously very important, and like my Definitely. family is, is quite close knit. Um, again, thank you for your sentiments. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just grateful. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yes, we are grateful to all of you. 
And then finally, we asked you about today's episode, and we did hear from Elle again. Uh, she's, so she said, this entire episode makes me want to scream. And I can't tell if the font is just larger and in bold because it's not a lot of text or because she put effort into making it larger <laughs> and bold. I hope, Elle, it's because you put effort into it. Um, she does say that's all I have. Ray is annoying, Lorelai is a baby, and Sherry is truly the worst. Elle might disagree with our town's person of the week this week. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> that's right. You know, I kind of see where she's coming from. Um, the tantrum. Yeah. However, I mean, it wasn't public. It wasn't out yeah, there to yeah. Sherry's face. And it's Rory fixes it, so Sherry doesn't even know about it. <laughs> I would still argue it was well-deserved. Yeah. She put up with a lot from Sherry. Not- also, maybe the egging is a little bit of a yeah. childish thing. Well, yeah. Eh, we'll <laughs> let it pass. <laughs> oh, and then we did get one more message um, on Instagram from Kelly. She said, loving the podcast, just found you, and I am loving it. So thank you, Kelly, very much. A new follower on our on our Instagram account. Mm-hmm. So just a special thank you out to all of you for being so supportive with our schedule change, with our life changes, and for the podcast in general. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. But we kind of mentioned on the podcast, there's other life changes, too. <laughs> um, someone got engaged. Yeah. Uh, my uh, was my partner and I have... <laughs> Of 10 plus years are finally engaged. Well, so congratulations, Jess. Thank you. Like I put in the, in the Instagram, I built a bookcase. So I was very proud of my bookcase. Yep. Um, <laughs> it took me a while and I did it all by myself. So I feel like I also deserve a congratulations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Honestly, especially if it's from IKEA, it's gonna last, right? <laughs> a bookcase case might last longer than my marriage. Who no, knows? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and we're no good. offense to your bookcase. <laughs> Why don't we end this episode, shall we? Yes. Let's end it the way that we usually end the episodes: coffee. Yay! Yeah. So um, we talked about the WWF mugs. They held coffee. But they never had coffee again after that. They didn't really go to Luke's. Luke was a separate storyline yeah. this time around. And at the um, baby shower, I mean, it was booze. So right. no coffee there either. So they only had one cup of coffee each. And Jess had a cup of coffee as well. And Jess had a cup of coffee. <laughs> Just a special Jess coffee. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for listening this week. We know it's shorter than our average episode but that's the way it's going to be for every other episode yes mm-hmm. from now on the thank bits. you for listening i was sandra and i was emily and i was jess and we will see you next week with an episode discussion bye bye, bye. thank you so much for listening this is town meeting a gilmore girls rewatch podcast with sandra jess and emily you can follow us on Instagram at townmeetingpod, send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. You can also support us by subscribing to us on Spotify or buying us a cup of coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.